It was a clear day in the Chugash Mountains near Anchorage, Alaska, on April 27, 2003. Nick, age 19, a thrill seeker, always dreamed of visiting Alaska and jumped at the chance to see it through a mutual friend without even having met his hiking partners before. The crew of three, Drew, his sister Sarah, and Nick, were dropped off in the morning, and they set out to hike, camp overnight, then continue their trek the next day to summit the mountain. They woke up the next morning in the valley just before sunrise at the foot of the mountain. There was no snow at camp, but the upper mountain was covered in it. Since there was no trail to get them to the top of the mountain, they blazed their own. Nick, though the oldest of the three, was the least experienced in extreme terrain. Near the peak, there was a section they had to choose to scale the cliff or go below the cliff and climb up a less steep grade. They decided not to scale the potentially dangerous cliff, but to go below and around, even though it made for a longer hike. As they passed below the rocky cliff on their right side, they noticed how narrow it was, and there was a steep drop-off to their left. With their right hand on jagged cliff rocks and every step filled with snow up to the waist, they got through it, and made their way to the summit where they relaxed, told stories, and joked before beginning the descent. On the way back down, they returned to the same section where they had the same choice again. They could follow the path they took coming up, going down and around the cliff with deep snow to back navigate, or they could face the narrow trackway with the sharp drop with little to no handholds for support. They chose the route down the cliff face. As they ventured along, they could look down and see their previous footprints. Nick jokingly said to his companions, dare me to jump off the cliff? The drop was about 20 feet. Nick, though an adrenaline junkie, wasn't actually serious until they began to talk through the stunt. Ultimately, the deciding factor was the extensive snow depth. Surely, with the excellent deep snow, a 20-foot fall would be heavily cushioned. The dare was sold. Nick knew he had to jump far enough to not scrape his back on the cliff and was aiming to land on their footprints. When the moment came, he leaped out, away from the cliff, but jumped too far. He flew over the footprints and landed on the steep section beyond the path. Upon landing, Nick immediately started sliding down the mountain picking up speed due to his snow pants slippery material and steepness of the slope. While sliding, he looked back at his new friends, laughing with a big hoo-hoo, as if everything was under control. With his momentum and speed of the slide increasing, he felt very much out of control. In an attempt to slow down, he threw his snow axe over his shoulder behind him to stop or at least slow his descent. Nick was unsuccessful, but kept trying to use his ice axe to slow his going down. His efforts only succeeded in creating the inevitable avalanche. Suddenly, Nick was entangled in complete chaos, no control, tumbling at turbulent speed down the mountain, surrounded by the quickly moving snow slide and any debris it picked up. The distance of Nick's slide and its quickness soon reached the snow line, and his descent left behind the snow and debris. 
but Nick continued to roll down the naked mountain side. Without the force of the falling snow to keep pushing him and the steepness of the hill becoming more gradual, Nick eventually came to a stop, much further down on the side of the mountain. Nick could hear his friends yelling, Are you okay? But he could not find the breath to shout back. He looked at them far up the mountain and realized they wouldn't hear him. He decided to try to stand up and wave his arms to show them he was okay. When he stood up, the mountain was to his left, so all his weight naturally was on his right leg. Nick signaled to his companions that he was okay, but when he took a step with his left leg, he immediately collapsed. Something was wrong with his left knee. He grabbed his buck knife from his belt and cut the bottom corner of his snow pants and ripped them up to his thigh. It was apparent his knee was seriously injured. Unable to walk, he waited for his friends to reach him, who initially thought he was all right. Once they arrived, his hiking companions realized the gravity of the fall. There was no way Nick was walking out on his own. They decided that Sarah would stay with Nick, while Drew set out to find help. Miraculously, Relatively soon along the way down the mountain, he found a solar-powered SOS emergency phone along the trail. Drew called, and emergency crews were quickly dispatched to the area. One team was sent on foot, and another by helicopter. The helicopter was able to monitor the tracking devices worn by the crews on foot as it searched for Nick's exact location. Not knowing about the crew on foot, Nick heard the whirring of the helicopter. In his true personality, he groaned and immediately said to Sarah, I hope that's not for me, because if it is, that's going to be expensive. They then spotted a rival of the ground crew, heading toward them, led by Drew. After arriving, the ground crew quickly evaluated Nick's injury and the surrounding area. They quickly determined there was no place for the chopper to land on the mountain face. Radio communications to the Sikorsky Blackhawk military helicopter hovered overhead, requesting a thermal stretcher sent down to the site. Two fully geared military crew descended with the equipment and safely loaded Nick up on the stretcher. Struggling with the wind and sloping ground conditions, the helicopter crew did their best to keep Nick steady. Still, on the way up, he hit his head on the chopper's landing bar a very minor injury compared to what he had just endured on the mountain. They flew Nick to the Alaskan Regional Hospital, where he was admitted for three days. Resulting from his fall, Nick shattered his left kneecap in seven pieces, suffered a cut under his chin, and other minor scratches. The scar from his cut chin will serve as a reminder of his adventures that day. The medics contend that Nick only suffered any injuries because his fall threw him beyond the snow line. The Air National Guard, who rescued Nick that day, was quoted in the Alaska Regional Newspaper, estimating that he fell between six and 900 feet in the avalanche. With his massive scar running across his left knee and the smaller one on his chin, Nick today enjoys entertaining others with his thrilling avalanche adventure.
This episode of In the Wild was narrated by Ian Scotto and written by Shannon Copland. Subscribe for more on our website at narrative.fm. Thanks for listening.